The Women Like You podcast would like to acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional owners of the land we walk on. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. behind my desk right now it's so easy just to jump on you know especially during these extended periods of rain where you just can't get outside having said that you know me being lazy it's not like I've been riding every day have I no (laughs) it's not a magical bike (laughs) it's women like you the podcast for women who hate working out but know they should I'm Sarah and I'm a GP that works in fertility and women's health And I'm Gab. I'm an audio producer and journalist. And have you ever used the weather as an excuse not to exercise? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Common excuses that Sarah and I have often used are things like being too tired, not having enough time, finishing work too late. Well, you know, exercise just feels bloody awful, so why not not do it? Uh, And yes, definitely we've both avoided exercise because the weather is bad. Oh, I don't know about you, but I've been feeling pretty rubbish lately with all of this rain. Oh, So, you know me, I'm the biggest cheerleader for incidental exercise, but recently here in Sydney, there has just been daily torrential rain for, for weeks now. Mm. And, uh, and that's just, you know, happened at the same time that there's been lots of problems with our rail network. So it means that I've been missing out on all of my usual incidental exercise, like, Gone are my walks to the train. Gone are the stairs at the train station. Basically, I'm back driving again or catching Ubers. And I mean, I've honestly been driving more in the last in the last two weeks than I probably have done in the last twelve months. Mm. And so, you know, my step count is significantly lower than it's you know than it normally is over the last few weeks. What would it normally be like? What would you be hitting most days on average? In most a, days in sunny in sunny weather, non torrential rain weather. <laughs> Sunny work days, probably like nine to nine thousand to maybe eleven or twelve thousand. Yeah, wow. Okay. Um, and then hopefully on the weekends, like fifteen thousand. Mm, so you try and do your big walks on the weekends. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me quickly check my watch. Four thousand eight hundred and forty-one. Oh, okay, so significantly yeah, less. Significantly less, and uh, and I've noticed that it's something's affecting my sleep. I'm definitely not sleeping anywhere as well as I normally do, and I'm absolutely struggling with the motivation to get up and work out in the mornings before I go to work because Mm. it's so dark and it's so rainy. And like I've, if I think back to the last couple of weeks, I've managed to do a couple of yoga sessions in the morning, but that's about it. And like I said, I normally go for a decent walk on the weekends, but it's just been too bloody wet. Mm. And I feel like I need some kind of a reset, some sort of a Motivation boost. I honestly, I don't know how people in the northern hemisphere do any exercise when they're facing blizzards because two, three weeks of solid rain, I have lost my mojo. <laughs> it's gone. It's gone, baby. She's gone. And that's the thing. Like we're not talking. Um, you know, I'll oh, come on, Sarah. Just, just zip on a wet weather jacket and and get out into the elements. Like it has been torrential rain on multiple days and this is a major weather event yeah yeah the few times i mean it's obviously caused massive awful flooding in in multiple parts of australia but um if you're not in if you're in an area not so much affected by flooding even the other day i literally walked across the road we have a a a green grocer across the road and i went to grab a couple of avocados 
And I had an umbrella with me, uh, but the rain and the wind was so chaotic, I was completely drenched by the yeah, time yeah. I got back inside. I literally only walked about 50 yeah. minutes. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was soaking wet going across the road from my office to grab a coffee the mm. other day. Like it's actually that, uh, that kind of weather where it's getting, it's it's pretty dangerous. Like it's probably not the, the type of weather that you'd be recommended to, you know, just go out and get some walking in. No, um, no. I know. I've, I've been exactly the same. If it's any consolation... In my bullet journal every day now, for the last few months, I've been taking kind of a daily, just a just a little making note of like out of ten how I'm feeling mm. energy wise, just so I can kind of look back and track the the maybe the parts of the month where I have less energy than others. I look back over the last few weeks. I'm not even kidding. Most of them are like three out of ten, four out of ten, mm. sometimes five out of ten. Like literally, there was one day there where I got to six or a seven out of ten. But on average, probably about four or five out of ten, like really low energy. How would that compare to, like, say, let's go like six weeks ago before this major weather event started? What what, what do you reckon? I mean, um, I know that you're not a ten out of ten every day kind of kind of gal. No, rarely, rarely I'm rocking that. But easily I would be sitting between like the six, seven, eight mark most days, yeah. I think, in okay. that time. Yeah. Yeah. So we've, we've gone from six, seven, eight to three, four, five. Totally. Especially when, you know, like towards the end of 2021, uh, we listened to that amazing Huberman Lab episode about sunlight, the importance mm. of morning sunlight. And I discovered the cult of the light and I became, oh. you know, a light junkie and I would be up every morning. You know, I would naturally be waking for the first time in my life, naturally waking up mm. quite early in the morning, which is so unusual usual for me. Like my sleep-wake sleep rhythm was you know, was on track. I was feeling much better mentally you had the and rhythm, physically. Baby. I had the rhythm. That has gone. Like I, I have no yeah. sleep wake rhythm at all. I, I'm, I'm can't sleep at night. I'm not getting any sunshine in the morning. I'm not getting any pretty much sun during the day. Yeah. Um, because I'm just staying out of the elements. And then, yeah, in the it, like when I do wake up, I just feel so shit, so lethargic, so tired. Um. And, and whilst I do not want you to feel like this, <laughs> it does make me feel better yes, to know yeah. that it's not just me. It's not just you. It's not just you. And that's the thing, like, talking, you and I were talking about this and doing some research for this episode, and it turns out it's not just us, actually. Woo! You know, it's not just us struggling with motivation to exercise during bad weather. It's legitimately a thing for people all over the world. So, yeah, like, let's have a look at uh, whether or not the seasons affect how much we exercise. In short, yes, they do. <laughs> it does. It does. We found a number of studies. Um, the first one that we wanted to talk about was uh, is from 2008. It was published in the Annals of Human Biology. It looked at adult daily step count in summer versus winter. Now, this research was conducted in the UK. So, obviously, they have a much milder summer than ours, but a much colder winter than we do in Australia, of course, depending on where you live. But for, for most Australians, mm. um, a UK... A UK winter is much more intense than ours. Yeah. But our summer is a shit ton hotter. (laughs) (laughs) So they had 96 adults fitted with pedometers. They were measured for four weeks in summer and four weeks in winter. And not surprisingly, results showed that on average, they had a higher step count in summer compared to winter. And interestingly, Sunday steps were on average 1,500 steps less than Monday to Saturday. So yeah, again, wow. yeah. Hmm. We do hmm. less in winter. And a little less on the Sabbath. <laughs> um, <laughs> there was another study from 2009 that looked at adolescence. This one was published in the Annals of Epidemiology um, titled Influence of Weather Conditions and Season on 
physical activity in adolescence. This was a Canadian study. So obviously, again, different weather patterns and different climate to ours, but quite a big study, 1,293 students aged between uh, sort of 12 to 13 years. And the study took place over five years. These participants completed a seven-day physical activity recall checklist every three months, and results showed that the average number of physical activity sessions per day was 2 to 4% lower for every 10 millimetres of rainfall <laughs> and 1 to 2% higher for every 10 degrees Celsius increase in temperature. Wow. These participants were less active when it was colder or rained more and slightly more active as it got warmer. And also the increased activity in summer did not counterbalance the decrease in winter. So they kind of weren't making up for it in the warmer months. Wow. So again, uh, two two parts of the world that are have you know completely different um, climate from Australia, but interestingly, both and you know different age groups of people, uh, different stages of life, but both showing that that winter or bad weather, particularly rainfall, mm, has. I um, love it. yeah because when, when I read that one, I was like, every ten millimeters of rainfall. I'm like, how much rainfall have we had recently? We've had like two hundred millimeters today. So no wonder I can't be asked. I'm not moving. Yeah. Um, I actually found another great one published in Plus One in 2019, so a bit more recent. It looked at older adults in Norway. Um, and it found, again, participants were more physically active in warmer months and that, quote, unfit older adults will be less likely to participate in physical activity when the weather is unpleasant compared to those who are highly fit, mm. which makes total sense. Like, yeah, I mean, if you're not already, if you're not, if you would count yourself as a lifelong exercise sloth, which, you know, most Hello. of us listening to this podcast would, <laughs> then... It goes to show that, that yeah, like, you know, this can kind of continue on in, well into your later years, that if the weather is shit, you're, you're not heading out into it mm. unless you happen to be highly fit, a very motivated, fit person. Um, and again, yeah, I don't think you're listening to women like you if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I, I should also point out when we're talking about um, outdoor activities and, and exercising outside, we're talking about things like walking or running. We're not talking about things like skiing or ice hockey, which, you know, <laughs> clearly benefit Good from freezing point. temperatures. Yes. Good point. <laughs> right. Right, um, right, right, right. And then, yes, no, you shouldn't exercise outdoors if it's freezing. Obviously, you don't want hypothermia. And you also shouldn't exercise outdoors if it's too freaking hot because dehydration risk is very, very oh, yeah. real. Hyperthermia is a thing. Oh, for sure. Hyperthermia. Mm. Hy hypo less. Hyper more. Oh, so much mm. to learn from you. Mm. So much Latin. <laughs> so much. So much useful Latin you learn in med school. <laughs> so good. Uh, then we also thought we'd have a bit of a think about climate more globally. So not just the you know, not just the rain, hail, or shine, but also thinking about the impact that climate change is potentially having on how we exercise and how our bodies cope with pollution. And, you know, there are so many factors that affect the quality of the air that we breathe, and that will obviously have an impact on how our lungs and our hearts work. So we know that burning fossil fuels releases pollutants such as nitrogen oxide, sulfur dioxides, and yucky particulate matter into the air. 
And then the interaction of air pollution and sunlight produces ozone. And I know that uh, we think that ozone is quite protective, and it is when it's in the upper atmosphere. It helps to protect us from UV radiation. But ozone at ground level can trigger asthma attacks and breathing problems. Oh. So it's, you know, it's where you get your ozone. Yeah. Do, do you remember that, like, there was, a few years ago now, actually, there was terrible thunderstorms in yeah, yeah. Melbourne. In, and in Melbourne. And quite a few people suffered from yes. um, very dangerous asthma attacks. In yes. fact, I think a few people died. Yep. Is was, that what you're talking about there? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, and then if you think back to not so long ago when we had those awful bushfires throughout oh, yeah. Australia pre-pandemic, you know, back, <laughs> it was kind of, it went it went terrible bushfires, pandemic, pandemic. and now floods. So clearly <laughs> the locusts are coming next. Um, air quality is adversely affected by bushfires, which let's face it, they're expected to increase in frequency and severity with climate change. Mm. And climate change is also expected to increase the length of our pollen seasons particularly, um, you know, grass pollens, tree pollens in some plant species, and that can cause allergic reactions, particularly for people that have allergic hay fever or allergic asthma. So if you do suffer with asthma or hay fever, um, it's probably worthwhile at times when you know that the pollution is probably ticking up a bit, checking out what your air quality is like in the local area, and uh, and the Bureau of Meteorology has a couple of um, a couple of really cool links. There's one that is kind of a map of Australia that gives you an, an outline of what your local pollution is like, and uh, and yeah, we'll we'll drop some links into the show notes there. It's quite interesting to have a look at because I think also we 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 think yes, there's pollution when there's bushfires, but there can be quite a lot of pollution in big cities. Um, even outside of bushfire season. Absolutely. I remember, interestingly, when I first moved to Sydney, I did the usual thing where I, you know, got on a bit of a health kick and decided to, you know, go running every day, which lasted three weeks. Um, And then I stopped naturally. But (laughs) I was running like I like I always used to do in Brisbane, I, I would w- would sort of chart a course around the streets of my suburb and just do like a little bit of a round trip, which yep. worked out to be about three kilometres. Um, and I couldn't keep doing it in Sydney. And yeah. obviously the population in Sydney is much larger in Brisbane. There's mm. probably a lot more cars on the road. I haven't looked at the numbers of cars in Brisbane versus Sydney, but yeah. just you going live by in population. a dense, built-up area of Sydney as well. Yeah, it just I'm I'm talking like unbelievable. Cannot breathe the the car pollution, and because I was going quite early in the morning, it's obviously you're hitting, you know, lots of utility vehicles, lots of yeah, people yeah. who you know work who go to work really early. Oh my goodness, trucks! You know, trucks yes. kind of doing their early early morning deliveries. Oh, it was unbelievable. Bearable, yeah, so there's a literally big, there's a big to, difference depending on where you are in this fair country. Yeah, and that's why that's why I only ever when I go for a run, I only ever run on that bike path that you and I have run on down yes, by the river. I remember you saying because I was I was heading out for <laughs> I was heading out for some runs along uh, along Botany Road in Sydney, Can't which is it. a yeah. really like it's a it's a main arterial, lots of truck traffic lots of buses, lots of just general car traffic. Mm. And you're like, oh, God, you can't run along there. It's just way too – it's like it's way too smoggy. Mm. I think I grew up in Sydney, so I was sort of used to it. But it's um, – you're absolutely right. So, anyway, you can check out the – yeah, you can check out the bomb and uh, and there yeah, there's some great little resources there to see how much pollution there is and that might give you some – 
guidance as to when the best times are to get outside and when you might want to think about maybe exercising indoors. Mm. The other thing that I wanted to mention, um, which is quite relevant at the moment, it's really important to avoid swimming in beaches or watering holes following the floods. So, you know, there can be serious stormwater and sewage contamination. So please, 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 if you're keen to get back to the beach, check if it is safe to return. It can take many weeks after a serious flood event like we're having on the East Coast right now. And your local government agencies will have online resources. You can also check out your your local surf lifesaving clubs, you know, their Instagram page or their website. Um, It's it can be really, really dangerous to get back into the water too soon after a flooding event. Yeah, mm. lots of poop, poop yeah. in the water, lots of poo water, and that's the thing. It's something that you, it's, it's, yeah, it's something you don't really think about. Also, with floods, is that the water takes a long time mm. to subside. Yeah, it just sits there, dank and awful, and yeah, uh, don't be getting in it if you can avoid it. All right, so it's uh, it's rainy. There's poo in the water. <laughs> Um, there's terrible there's no pollution. Sunlight. Yeah, there's no sunlight. Um, all right, I think I'm just I'm gonna go back to bed. Yeah, yeah, good idea. Good, ch- good chat. Yeah. So I guess this brings us to how the hell do you actually get your motivation back or get your daily twenty two when the weather is absolutely shit house? You know, so when you are going through a phase where it might be really rainy every single day for weeks and weeks on end, and you kind of get completely out of your usual rhythm. In Sarah's case, not doing that walking commute to and from work. In my case, not being able to get outside to get my mornings sunshine how do you actually get back on track uh well we've got a few suggestions some of the things that actually have worked for us i think the key thing and you've mentioned it a few times sarah is obviously you just have to be flexible and you kind of have to pivot to indoor workouts there are so many great free options on youtube but you can also sign up for trial weeks or a trial month with a lot of online programs and then you can actually cancel them when the weather clears you know uh-huh. if, it's, if, it's, if it's not something that you want to invest in long term or you don't have the budget for it just use the free shit uh, and then cancel like it like just it. don't forget to cancel it <laughs> <laughs> yeah unless of course you like them and you want to keep going you know sometimes you can stumble purely by chance purely because the weather has prevented you from going outside you can stumble across a really great online program and and you know and enjoy it. I've actually got an ongoing subscription to Sweat and I've got access to the Optusport app as well, which has some great workouts on it. Lots of variety on that Optusport um, app, which is, you know, if, if Optus happens to be your internet provider, is something that is given to you as part of that. So you, you may also have access yep. to it too. It's definitely worth checking out. I do have access to it and I've forgotten all about it. So I know. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, to be honest, I don't, I've, I have, I've had sweat for two years now. In the last 12 months, I haven't used it once. Um, and the same, I've done a handful of those Optus sport workouts yep. when I've just been short on time or haven't wanted to go outside. So, mm. you know, I'm, I'm not saying that they've, I'm using them all the time. I'm just saying that they're there. But they're um, there. As they're an there. Option. Yeah, I've got a subscription to uh, Yoga with Adrian's app, which is called Find What Feels Good. But, I mean, she has so much free online content on YouTube. You probably don't need to fork out the the 10 bucks a month unless you're a uh, a total devotee. It's a mm. great little app, though. It is it is the only app that I subscribe to that I actually use. Use regularly. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, another thing that I purchased last year during the uh, extended Sydney COVID lockdowns was a stationary bike. Um, I actually initially wanted to get a treadmill, but they're just like 
I live in an apartment. They're just too big. Yeah, some the of them are massive. Yeah. And mm. the thing with treadmills is if you want a really good one that's going to make you feel safe and secure and like it's not going to break if you run on it or you're not going to go flying off the end, um, you kind of have to fork out. But because then you're investing, they're really big, like they're gym size big. So we just didn't have the space for it. So instead we went for the concept to bike erg it is an investment i think it cost us about 1800 at the time but it's a really high quality bike um it's the same brand as a lot of the uh what are they called rowing machines that you see at, at okay, most yeah, yeah. gyms yep. um so it's it's a really uh yeah highly sought after highly recommended brand i should say um and yeah i love it it's it's there it's easy it's much smaller than a treadmill it's literally behind my desk right now it's so easy just to jump on, um, you know, especially during these, you know, extended periods of rain where you just can't get outside and you just want to do something. Um, it's right there. Having said that, you know, me being lazy, whatever. It's not like I've been riding every day, have I? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a magical bike. <laughs> so I'm going to turn this exercise sloth into a, a daily cyclist, that's for sure. Oh, the other one, actually, that you introduced us to um, – Many episodes ago is the seven minute workout. The, the ah. seven minutes—it's free. It's on YouTube. It doesn't require doesn't require any equipment, and it's quite high intensity. So seven minutes is is literally going to do you for your um for your daily exercise quota. All right, I had totally forgotten about that as well. <laughs> All right, so I've I'm clearly experiencing a little memory loss in the rain. Um, no, that's good, good, good. Seven minutes is something that I can still get my head around when I have very little motivation. Mm, 100%. Look, it's hard. It is hard. Yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't recommend if you're an absolute beginner, it's probably not best to start with something like the seven-minute workout. Um, but, you know, if you if you just need something short, fast, and um, just so you can tick it off potent. and it's done. Potent. Potent. a good word. Well, she's spicy. She's very mm. spicy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, obviously, if motivation is also a problem here and it's non-existent. Mm -hmm. I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's fine. Stretch. Do some breathing exercises. Do some relaxed yoga. That way, and, and it, actually I learned this from you, Sarah, if you just do a little bit of that every day during these periods of, you know, long-term shit weather, mm. so for example, you know, like a northern hemisphere winter, for example, it's, it's so, like, you're doing these little bits every day. They may not be, um, they may not be kind of counting to your 150 minutes across a week but you're still in the habit of doing something yes. every day and that's yeah. just as important for exercise slots it's just about carving out that time and that space and, and making just making it a part of your regular routine even if it's yeah not you know your vo2 max type cardio or strength training or anything like that it's just a little bit of something every day that's mm. it's almost like you're just putting a little bookmark there every yeah. single day so that then when you do have some motivation the weather clears up you do feel like going outside you do want to push yourself um it's not as hard to get back into that rhythm because yeah, you still don't been... feel like you're starting from absolute yes. scratch again yes exactly yep. exactly that these are all things i've learned from you mate so you know i'm just <laughs> reminding you <laughs> i am just uh, honestly i've i've been i've been in such a funk with all of this over the last couple of weeks that i i really really i really needed this <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing you know it, it's I always think about, you know, people always say, especially with fitness, they always say, um, oh, you know, like I've got to get back on track. I always find that so bizarre because I don't actually think there's a track that you yeah. just fall on and off. No. It's all one direction. Like it's all heading 
forward, right? Yes. So sometimes, yeah, you're not going to do anything. Sometimes you are. You haven't fallen off or get, you know, starting no. again or anything like that. It's just the whole, it's just forward motion. You've paused. Mm. You've paused a little bit perhaps, but that's, yeah. And I think I also, like this. yeah, I think also the other really important thing to remember here, especially for you and I at the moment, um, is that it's okay just to do nothing for a while. The weather will eventually get better. Yes. If you yes. really feel like you're in survival mode, and I'm not surprised if if you're feeling like like Sarah and I at the moment as well, you know, there is a a global conflict. <laughs> there is a global pandemic that's been going on for multiple years now and doesn't look like slowing down anytime soon. Uh, and at the moment in Australia, there's significant natural disasters going on. So it is completely... It's quite normal. the triple whammy. Yeah, but it's completely normal to feel mm. like you are just in survival mode mm. and you're just trying to get through every single day. So the key there is don't pe- don't beat yourself up. Take the pressure off. Just do nothing for a bit. It's not going to be forever. It will pass, but just take that time to do nothing and then when you feel ready or when you feel a bit more capable or a bit more able, you can get back into something. This has literally been me for two weeks. I haven't you, – you, you've done way more than me. Like even just saying that you've done like a yoga session here or a bit of a walk there. Like I've done I nothing know, for two weeks. <laughs> I, I used to be on that mat every morning. I used to walk every morning. So it feels like it feels like nothing. Mm. But you're absolutely right. Just get get the habit back. Don't beat yourself up for taking a little break. If you've got some energy, seven minutes will be amazing. Yeah. And and the weather will eventually get better. It will. It doesn't I think last forever. Yeah. The sun will shine again. The Women Like You podcast is produced by me, Gab Burke, and music is by Hamish Camilleri. Thank you for listening and sharing our little pod. You can follow us on socials. Just search for Women Like You podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And if you can leave us a review, we would so appreciate it. It helps other women find our pod. Um, And you can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter at womenlikeyoupodcast.com. I'm Sarah. And I'm Gab. And next week, what are we talking about? We're getting sexy. Yes. Yes. Next week. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. Next week, yeah, we're going to talk about sex. And does sex count as exercise? Sexercise. Sexercise, baby. Yes. This is something that's, yeah, I'm really interested to know because obviously it's a far more enjoyable form of physical activity than going for a a (laughs) jog or doing a seven-minute workout. Um, So, yeah, this will be really interesting. I want to know, can you... uh, can you have some Can sex? Can you get fit while you get off? <laughs> yes. Can you have sex and count that as your daily exercise? I think that the answers will pleasantly surprise you. Hmm. Pleasantly. Pleasantly. Oh, all, all right. right. Getting hotter Until than then, the here. Pants on, Gab. <laughs> all right. Stay dry. <laughs> well, that doesn't work, does it? <laughs> I meant it literally in the... Oh, oh man. I, I, I apologise in advance for the number of terrible puns that will go down. Yeah, I know. Oh, <laughs> so good. In your end, though. Okay, we got to stop. we got to stop. I love you so much. I love you too. See you next Have week. Have a good week. Bye. Bye-bye. Big name in the water.